Hi everyone, welcome back to the sixth episode of What the Career. So today, Tom's joining me in this section and we're going to be talking a bit about my story. So, hi Tom. Hey Lily. Um, yeah, as you mentioned, I'm going to be joining you today on today's episode um, and going through a few questions. Um, so first and foremost, what is it you do, um, what your job role is and what do you do at Microsoft? Yeah, so this is quite a hard one to answer because not only does no one know what a cloud solution architect is, I never knew until I <laughs> actually walked through the doors, um, but also it changes every single day, like no day is the same, which makes it a super exciting job to do, I love it, but also super challenging because you're always learning new stuff and also no one has a clue what you do. <laughs> so. What I actually do is I build on the cloud, basically, and I teach our customers what they can use, what um, kind of resources they can use from us that can improve their business. And this can be building an app, building a website, which is primarily what I do, and then also migrating to the cloud. So they move their data from kind of the typical hard drives and stuff you see at maybe at school or in your company and then they move it to the cloud which is super exciting in the way that the world is kind of moving towards so okay. yeah that's kind of a quick summary and and what would you say is the most exciting part of your job so you mentioned a few things there like um, building applications and building websites what part of that is it that you enjoy the most probably the impact that i can have because okay. I have some amazing customers, so at the forefront of healthcare, and I've been involved in some massive projects that have really kind of been innovative and they've ended up in the news and stuff. So the fact that I did that, and at the time I was 19, to be able to have that kind of impact is just incredible. Yeah, of course. Awesome, awesome. Um, and, then, and then moving on from that, how did you actually end up at Microsoft? So how did you find yourself in the job role that you're in at the moment? Oh, it's such a squiggly like line because everyone I seem to have this kind of idea of what they wanted. And I, so did I. I was pretty certain I knew what I wanted to do. So ever since probably like end of primary school, I knew I wanted to do something in kind of STEM. So science, technology, engineering and maths. Um, it was the way I'd been brought up. So it was kind of ingrained in me. And I loved all the like the new thinking and like making new stuff and all of that, but also having the technology side to it and the science side to it. So I kind of went through school loving STEM and then I found a new love for maths and I got obsessed with maths. <laughs> Surprisingly, I'm like the one person who absolutely loves maths. Um, I was dead set in it. I applied to universities to do maths and also computer science because then I discovered a love for computer science after seeing one talk. I'm, I don't know what I just kind of was like right okay I've seen an hour talk I'm gonna go do that at university so it was kind of like a quite quite a big risk quite a big jump um and then I so this from this talk I decided I want to do math and computer science so I was leaning towards that technology side and then completely like completely out of nowhere um I found out about the Microsoft apprenticeship and I was like wow what an amazing opportunity that would be. And I just applied, not thinking I would ever get there. Um, and then every stage I got through, I was like, wow, like, how am I doing this? And then I got in and I was like, this is incredible. But awkwardly, at the same time, I got into um, some American universities that were also incredible. And I had to choose between them. 
But I think it was the, the fact that I would be doing four years working as well and getting that work experience at the top company probably in the world, like for technology. Um, well, in my opinion, at least, it was like that made me kind of move towards doing an apprenticeship rather than going to university. Okay. So so the workplace kind of environment and having that hands-on definitely swayed your decision, I yeah. guess. Um, I think especially – sorry, Tom. No, no, go ahead. I think especially with learning and then like doing a coding kind of subject, you need hands-on experience to fully understand it and to like learn it. Um, some people can memorize, but I do it best from doing something. Um, that, I think that's particularly why I liked math so much because you do it and then you understand it and you learn it. Um, so that's why I was like, wow, this would be, it would not only I'd get that experience working at Microsoft, but it would help me learn as well. Okay, no, all very valid points, and it's definitely um, an interesting path you've taken. Um, and on that path, you know, it sounds great, and you've obviously got to where you wanted to now. Um, but during that, did you experience any challenges or any major hurdles that, that got in your way? And if so, how did you get past those? Yeah, so um, I think probably the hardest like thing that I've come across is believing in myself it sounds quite cheesy but it does it affects everyone right you've got even like if you challenge yourself enough outside of your comfort zone you're going to feel like scared you're going to feel outside like you'll feel outside of your comfort zone you won't feel like you fully fit in like you fully know everything and that's often how I feel at work every single day um it can be like in a big meeting like in person obviously at the moment they're all virtual but even like small things sometimes I worry like will I really know the full amount because coding and like technology is so hard to learn but also there's so much of it and then you compare that with the fact that I'm often the only woman and the youngest in the room of about 30 and it can be really quite intimidating and scary uh, and it can be quite challenging especially because I used to be like the quietest child in school like I never answered questions like I was I got on with the work but I didn't like talking and it was something that I think has been like the biggest growth at Microsoft um, is my confidence. And it can be, obviously, it's speaking is using everything you do. So the, the confidence that I got at Microsoft and in my job, I've definitely been able to take away into my actual, my social life and my like outside of work life. And like I've got so much more confident. And they've both helped each other. So I'm starting to get, more believe belief in myself now but uh it's definitely an ongoing process and i think people mm. face it for pretty much the whole of their life yeah it's an interesting point i i can personally attest to it and i think like you said like it's it's a process and and it's one that goes on throughout your your personal life and career but definitely it sounds like you've uh, come on leaps and bounds um <laughs> in that sense um Obviously, you mentioned it, you know, you're improving on that. Would you say you've overcome it or are there any areas that you felt have improved that? I think I've definitely overcome, like, the biggest amount because now, like, when I feel it, I'm like, shut up, Lily. You deserve to be <laughs> here. You've got, you're bringing something to the table. Um, so I kind of tell myself off and tell that side to go away. Um, whereas before, I'd kind of, like, let it overcome me. I'd be there like, oh, I really don't, don't believe in myself. Like, I don't deserve to be here like what can I actually bring to them they've been in the industry longer than I've been alive what am I doing here 
Um, but there's been, a, I think the main thing is it does just take time and like just continually pushing yourself to do that thing that makes you feel like that. It does get better over time. But the other thing that I kind of, I built with a friend of mine who also used to work at Microsoft was like a, a society in a way. So a meetup that kind of like went, it kind of took on this problem and it came up with a solution for it. So it's for early in careers, so apprentices, interns, and graduates, but also anyone that classes, classes themselves as early in their careers. And it's kind of, it came up because we were always going to these meetups. We'd be the only women. We'd be the youngest by far. No one knew what we were doing. So we kind of created this society where people are kind of aged, but in the same kind of situation could come together and we could, like, learn all these skills so we did feel like we fitted in and we did feel like we were a part of this this kind of society and this kind of environment in which we work awesome awesome and that sounds like a great great way to combat that kind of um self-belief self-belief issue um yeah and then and then what would you say has been your biggest achievement obviously you're still early in career um but what would you say has been you know your biggest achievement that you've done so far um, yeah, I've had lots of little kind of achievements that even though they wouldn't be big to anyone else, they're like little achievements that I've overcome the problem or I've got further, you know, than I thought I was going to get, Some like little things like that. But something that stands out to me the most was last November, I think it was, I got recognised for all the kind of like extra work I've done with building the early career society and then also all the women um, volunteering I do was I got recognized for women of the year for apprentice and graduate um, which was absolutely incredible because like when I was applying to Microsoft I never thought I would get it so every time I got in the next round of the process I was really shocked because I mean everyone that I work with deserves this recognition like Tom you do so much for women in technology um, and you're not even a woman which like what is one of the things that amazes me the most the male allies like it's it's so it's what we need the most because it feels it makes us feel really supported like everyone um obviously women as well but everyone coming together to help obviously helps the um situation but so yeah it was it was such a shock to win that um and it felt amazing to get recognized for the work that i'd done Wow. But that... it made me realise, along yeah. with the Microsoft application, and then also um, getting into the Harvard I got into, um, it all made me realise I never thought I was going to get that opportunity. I never thought I was going to get there. So, But applying put me in that, uh, that kind of space to be able to even get it. And, yeah, some things I didn't get. Um, like, I got rejected from Oxford, and that, that really upset me. But then I kept going. And I kept going and I kept going and I got into Harvard, which is an even better university. So it kind of like pays off. So I always say, like, don't don't give up. Keep going um, and you'll get there. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's um, that's a pretty impressive um, accolade to have. Um, <laughs> and thank you for that. And definitely perseverance, like you just mentioned, is something that I personally um, strive to, to make sure what I'm doing um, on a day to day. Moving on from from that biggest achievement that you have there, um, 
what would you say is your favorite part of your of your role and then your favorite part of Microsoft as a company um and yeah your favorite part of what you do at Microsoft um I'd say obviously in my role I think it's just when you get to the end of a project kind of you get that kind of like rush of achievement that you've got through the problems but I think at Microsoft my favorite part would be all the extra like volunteering that I've had the opportunity to do um so with women in technology early in career all of that kind of stuff um it's led me to some amazing opportunities to do in public speaking um leading teams that kind of thing and they have really like i mentioned earlier that's been key to getting my confidence up to being able to speak like in big groups of people and even though maybe speaking doing a talk about why women belong in technology for example to a load of people might not be necessarily helping my job um, role. I might not be getting any more customers or something. It's giving me the skills that I need in that job role to be able to communicate to the customers. So I think like, even though I've been helping other people by volunteering, it's actually helped me way more, I think. Absolutely, absolutely awesome that you've had the opportunity to do um, stuff like that outside your job role. And pre- yeah, presenting, it's and, definitely something I think Microsoft does yeah. amazingly at. Yeah. No, no, I, I agree. I agree, especially as presenting and, and having that self confidence, um, is so valuable in so many different parts of life, not just your career. Um, so yeah, that's amazing. Um, did you have a preconceived um job or or career that you wanted to go into? Um, and how have you kind of um changed or or changed career as to what you have now? so when I was younger I always used to be changing job roles and I started off um, at the very start of secondary school I was dead set in being a marine biologist not because I wanted to do any of the actual analysis I just wanted to go deep diving with dolphins and stuff so I think that that was the first job I wanted to do Um, and then I kind of went through I wanted to be a doctor and then I knew it was like STEM and then maths and I didn't know what job I wanted to do at that point but I was happy in the fact that I knew the subject area and everything and sometimes you don't need to know the job I I mean I definitely recommend not picking a specific job role especially if they're very specialized because my job didn't exist three years ago when I was choosing my GCSEs so how could I have predicted that I would be here now Um, it just wouldn't be possible so and then I went obviously from maths to computer science and that's where I am now. Um, so it's been a bit of a a wiggly line, a bit of a roller coaster hmm. of where I wanted to go. I I think you raised a really good point there. The fact that the job that you're in now didn't exist when you were doing maths or a few years ago when you were in education. Um, yeah. I think going forward, you know, that's going to be a massive factor of people's careers. Um, and yeah, that's a great point that you raised there. Um, the importance and the importance to be agile, um, in your career. But yeah, and often. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Um, often at um, like in the education, you're kind of pushed to have that kind of set career path. I know we were. We had to have a little form filled in at um seventeen, and we like when I say form, it was a very detailed exactly what we were going to do, where we were going to get work experience, blah blah blah, and um it was kind of like we especially with like choosing your GCSEs we had to do it at year eight like who what 12 or 13 year old knows what they want to do because I'm 20 and I still don't know what I'm going to do like with my full career I don't I just don't know how they expect us to choose 
particular GCSEs and A-levels. So I think you've really got to bear it in mind. And the recommendation I have is to choose the subjects that you love and keep them as open as possible because then you've got as many options as you want and you can pick it then when you're, you feel ready because don't feel like you have to know when you're 12 and you have to know when you're 15 or 18 or 20 or 40. Like, you've got your whole life. Um, you're not going to, most likely, like Tom was saying in uh, two episodes ago, you don't stay, stay in the same job nowadays for your whole career. So people jump around. You don't need to know what job you want to do. Just do what you love. Yeah, it's a great point. Um, no one really knows what they want to do for the rest of their life when they're that young. Um, so, I mean, it still scares me. Yeah, no, it does me too. It absolutely does. Um, no, absolutely. Uh, did sometimes you... I just think I'm gonna go off and be a travel blogger. <laughs> yeah, some sometimes I just want to go and travel for for a while, um, but then reality hits in. Um, <laughs> but did you have any expectations um, for what? this role was going to entail um, or, or any preconceived ideas about Microsoft um, or anything like that that aren't true or maybe were true? Oh God, definitely. I had so many like expectations of what it was going to be like, particularly like the tech industry, not just not Microsoft in general or my job role in general. Um, like the whole industry, you kind of see it perceived in the media and in films and everything as being a really geeky, really like male um oriented kind of place to work so i imagined in my head i was going to walk into the office and we were going to all be in like little um rows like separated with little lines um like you know what are they called those hidey thingies yeah uh separating barriers yeah, yeah separated and didn't communicate and you just do your coding and you sit there doing coding you'd have your lunch break you just code a bit more and then you'd go home and then everyone would be playing video games and I was like, I'm not going to fit in in the slightest, but I will go do my thing and hopefully I'll get somewhere. And then I turned up to Microsoft and it was the absolute opposite. It's like, it's a super open place. Like it is, it's all glass, like it's all open. So for starters, we were never set in certain lines. We were on like a big open table. It was a mix between business and tech people as well. And we chatted pretty much all day. Um, whether it's about work, whether it's just about a, like you know a casual chat, or whether it's about like how we're actually feeling, like you don't just sit there and code all day. And then also the other part of that is my job is not all coding. Like I'd say the biggest skill I I need in my job is communication. So it's you know coding a little bit, but then you've got to present it, and then you've got to come up with that presentation, and you've got to. There's so many parts to it that don't involve like heavy coding, which I really like about it. Um, so I never just sit there and code. But I mean, a lot of people do play the Xbox being at Microsoft. I don't. I still don't know how to use it as much as my friends try to get me to. Um, but yeah, it's not like it's not like you have to play the Xbox or you're not joining our little society, which is what I thought it was going to be like. Right. Um, and there's also women there. <laughs> right. I, I think, yeah, like you said, like your preconceived notion is not the reality of how it is. Like coders can be all shapes and sizes, all creeds, all faiths, all religions, etc. Um, any any kind of person that has that interest. Exactly. And we yeah. need it to be as diverse as possible to get the yeah. best kind of solutions. Because otherwise, like when being a white female, I might make something that does not apply to you maybe. Like it just mm. wouldn't be wouldn't be the best thing so we need a 
varied team. It's true. But also, I think it's like a main issue with why um, mainly girls don't go into technologies because they they see this and that's what they think it's like. When really, it's not at all. And it's like, I honestly couldn't think of a better place to work and a better job to do right yeah. now in the place that I'm at. Like, it's just incredible. So right. I think that stereotypes can have a really negative effect. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm agreed on that. Um, uh, yeah, we need to change that, obviously. But... <laughs> But that's going forward. Yeah, we're trying. <laughs> yeah, we're trying one step at a time. Um, yeah. That's kind of, yeah, that's concluded all, all my questions that I had um, pretty much for you, Lily. Great. <laughs> well, if anyone's got any more questions, feel free to send them into our Instagram account. If you don't already follow it, it's at what underscore the underscore career. Um, and I'll be happy to answer your questions either like on an Instagram story or just direct to you. Um, so yeah, I hope this has been helpful to kind of show that you don't have to have that set career path and it, it's kind of squiggly and it's definitely not what I expected out of life. And I'm very excited to see where this squiggly path takes me next. Um, so yeah, thanks for joining me, Tom. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and it'll be your episode next week. So I'm excited to yeah. hear that. Um, so yeah, everyone don't forget to tune in on Monday to listen to our next podcast.